The Yankees have officially secured their spot in the postseason. Hooray! There is only two regular season series left, which is sad, but so exciting that we're all just itching for this all-encompassing do-or-die wild card game to get here. There is lots to talk about with this team. So, without further ado, let's bleed blue. How's that sweet baby Ray rap coming, huh? I haven't talked to him. Oh, by the uh, by the way, Justin. Yes. Apparently, the 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 Rays broadcast will be broadcasting the Yes Network. They've lost their feed right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So they're gonna be twenty-seven minutes ago. Jeez. Hmm. So so Renato. So Renato. Like, um, tell us tell us the headline here. Tell, give us a little give us a little backstory to what's going on tonight. So there was a, a huge lightning strike. I guess a chest outside the drop. And uh, like majority of stadium lost power. <laughs> mm. Apparently, it, it hit the, the Yes Network truck really hard. Yeah. Imagine how awesome it would have been to be there, us weather weenies. <laughs> true. But here's the thing: the Yankees have the most unluckiest team at the trough I've ever seen in my life. They are hex at the trough. <laughs> our go ahead, our go ahead win <laughs> got called back right because poor, of uh, poor Clint Frazier. <laughs> Poor Clint. Indeed. So, we're here, bleeding blue. It's a Yankees episode. How do we like it? I- I'm so glad to be back with the four of us. This is great. The the gang is back, baby. We're back. The gang is back. If you're a first time listener, hello. My name is Justin. You can follow me on Twitter at jpenix74. This is a podcast called Bleeding Blue. It's about the New York Football Giants. The New York Yankees, who have just officially clinched their wild card berth, they are wild card bound. Woo! As of Monday, September twenty fourth, the magic number is five to clinch home field advantage over the Oakland Athletics. That's been a this has been a fun journey trying to clinch home field advantage, where it almost doesn't even feel like the Yankees want home field advantage. We'll get to that conversation. But we're going to start off with Renato. How are you doing today on this fine Monday evening? I'll be quite honest, Justin. Today at at my my job teaching St. Peter's Pro, um, I felt the Monday blues, to be honest with you. I I, I was lagging a little bit today, but I think now we we got the podcast, we got Bleeding Blue. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk Yankees. I'm ready, baby. Let's go. Let's do this. Michael Bokra, how are you doing today? I'm a little pissed, Justin. A little pissed. Why are you pissed? Because today was supposed to be a victory Monday, and uh, it's not. Ooh, take that L. Take that L, Bokra. Take the L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a bad loss that the Yankees had on Sunday. Brett, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty well, but there's somebody cutting the lawn out in the dark. <laughs> <Somebody> <laughs> cutting the lawn. 
What, what are you thinking? It's dark outside. But anyway, I'm doing well. That person might not be pretty soon. <laughs> and like Renato, I actually also had the Monday blues because it's been cloudy for literally forever. Nice. I like that, though. Never I not like been it. cloudy. I agree. I agree. I like it because that means that, like, when I get to work and I have to wear, like, my shirt and tie and stuff like that in the morning, what that means when it's cloudy and it has a crisp, cool feeling in the air, I'm not sweating when I get to work. So that's yeah. – I love yeah, it. I, I got you, too, there. Same, you know, when I go to the EP, it's nice not to sweat. But still, I, I would like it just for my, like, you know, happiness, I guess – for it to be sunny, or at least for some sun to exist. Speaking of sunny, we're probably going to see him one more time this season. Yeah. Good transition there. Also, go Eagles. They won against the Colts. Good weekend there. So. Football episode coming later this week, hopefully for the Giants. But the Giants got their win. But this is about the Yankees. New York baseball Yankees, which doesn't sound good. Okay. Uh, Bleeding Blue Headlines. We already said wild card game bound. When is the wild card game, gentlemen? The, the wild card game is Wednesday. Okay, for any calendars, Wednesday, October third. Wednesday, October third. Most likely eight o'clock p.m. It's gonna be. Oh no, no. A, T a TBS broadcasted game this year. Um, hopefully Yankee Stadium, but we shall see. Do I get TBS? On my, I, I have no clue. I get TBS. I have no clue what my cable channels Better, are. It's bad. Not, I'm gonna have to FaceTime you during the whole game. No, I'll find like a Reddit stream or something. I'll, I'll, you are right. Find a way to stream it. Oh, I just, oh, I just admitted criminal activity on my podcast. Ooh. Um. <laughs> all right. So we're all feeling great. I'm glad. The Yankees recently, they took two out of three against the Boston Red Sox against the Boston Red Sox team that arguably wasn't really playing to win baseball games. They took two out of three against the Baltimore Orioles in some interesting, to say the least, interesting ways to manage the bullpen and manage this baseball team. Oh, yeah. I got so that's that's what we'll lead off with. We'll lead off with kind of like a, uh, a state of the evil empire kind of like little discussion, uh, but especially on this bullpen managing because even though Aaron Boone and the Yankees have basically come out and said that these, you know, the, the past couple weeks – it's been pedal to the metal, right? Pedal to the metal. It's playoff time. We're going to try to win as many games as we can because it was obvious and it was known that the Yankees were not going out there to win every single game to start the year. So first game of the series against the Orioles, pretty comfortable lead, somewhat of a comfortable lead. But it, in, what, in what it was a complete back-and-forth game, you throw Johnny Lasagna out there. He allows two runs. A.J. Cole eventually comes out. He only gets you one out. He allow, allows three runs, and that requires David Robertson and Della Patances to be thrown in the game. Second game of the series was a walk-off victory. Lance Lynn pitched pretty well. Everybody who is good in the Yankee bullpen was used. It's amazing how that works, and then you wind up winning the game, and you wind up holding a team while the offense was stagnant throughout the game. And then the last game of the series. Awful. J-Hap gives you a what is considered to be a bad J-Hap start. Five innings, one earned run. That's so bad. Oh, my God. And then A.J. Cole comes out, can't even get you an out. He comes out when you're leading. You, the Yankees were winning, and A.J. Cole was pitching. 
Can we can we debate this right now, please? And there goes the game. The Yankees lost the third game of the season. Yes, let's 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 let's, let's jump right in. How? I, I, I'm sorry, but the Yankees still the clutch home field advantage. And I, to me personally, if the Yankees were to go to Oakland, it, it, the wild card game, they should even play the wild card game. It's over at that point. You're not winning in Oakland. Let's be fair, be realistic here. You have you need to clinch home field advantage to get the crowd going to get some momentum and win that game, right? Now Boone has said that, and I you know of course this is what a manager is going to say. He's going to give confidence to his team. He says we can win no matter where we are. So I disagree. I disagree. Is, well, obviously you can disagree, but the Yankees' approach is that they can win no matter where they are, and they're not going to treat I, home field advantage as the end all be all. I guess they don't remember what happened last time they played in Oakland. Yeah, I mean it. It was a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had like five thousand people in the stadium. With like yeah. those noisemakers that were hideous. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Oh, I, let me tell you just something. I cannot for uh, for at least the rest of this season, however long it may be, I cannot watch or listen to another game played in Oakland. That obnoxious drumming. And uh, blowing the bells and whistles and annoying. I cannot listen to that anymore. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I guess we the whole basis and reason of beating the O's is that just so we don't have to watch a playoff series, any playoff series come from the Oakland A's. So great. Yeah, we want the we want the wild card game to be home, especially since the amount of hard hit balls that we had in that Oakland series, the fact that they don't go out, it's a pitcher's ballpark. So we want to be home. Yankees are one of the best home teams, home baseball teams in Major League Baseball. You want to be home. But the fact that this kind of goes back to the conversation that we've been having since literally episode seven of Bleeding Blue, and we're on episode number 16 right now. We've had quite a few Yankee episodes since then. Episode number seven to the Miami Marlins series, which ironically was also the episode I had quite a rant on how boring the NL batting rules are. And I basically said that no one gets excited to see at-bats from Luke Voigt. Do you remember that, Renato? I do remember that. I was screaming. I was like, no one gets excited to see Luke Voigt. Literally the series after that. You were wrong. <laughs> you were dead wrong. Voigt madness begun, uh, but neither here nor there. Uh, we're going to talk about Voigt, though. He... No, no, we'll talk about Voigt. Bullpen. Bullpen right now. Again, so, so yeah. why, why in a 3-1 game, in the sixth inning, and Brickhead says this is an oil Sam. Why Why would you consider, fathom the thought of bringing AJ Cole to anybody else on that team? Well, the reason is because you think anybody can get anybody out on the Orioles. But AJ Cole's horrible. He got I know, but the Orioles are even more horrible. Listen, the Orioles beat the Yankees this year because the Yankees beat themselves, not because the Orioles win. Plain and simple. It's, it's annoying to say. Uh, we could get anybody out when clearly that's not the case. It's it, it's annoying to hear. It's also more annoying to hear when there's only le- when there's less than fifteen games left in the season. Everybody, let's rest. This team has to get hot. Let's rest. <laughs> this team has to get hot. You got the wild card game, the one game wild card coming up in. About a week, and you want to rest players now at the when you still need to clinch home field? No. So Josie McFly, um, he kind of he kind of 
brought this to my attention. The Yankees bullpen as a uh, plus five ERA in the month of September. But the fact that you look at Zach Britton's numbers, Zach Britton has been incredible. Zach Britton has been incredible for this baseball team recently. What, what What's really? his number since we've got him, by the Isn't way? Good? And, I, and I'm talking about I'm talking about recently. Zach Britton has been incredible recently. In Zach Britton's last seven games, he's pitched six and two-thirds innings, and he's allowed three hits, no runs, no right. earned runs. Probably a lot of walks in there, though. <laughs> One walk. One walk? One really? walk. Well, so I'm not, he's, allowed, he's allowed three hits, and the hit that he allowed a couple nights ago – I think it was um, it was it was in the Baltimore series. He had his sinker really working, and he had it working. And then he chose to go fastball or sinker high. Maybe he just missed with the sinker, but um, didn't. I don't know why he chose to go with that location. It was a funky, funky pitch selection there. But the dude has been lights out. And my overall point is that even though the Yankee bullpen has a plus five ERA in the month of September, it's not because of Dellen, D. Rob. Britain, Neymar, elite bullpen guy here. It's been because AJ Cole, Tommy Canely, Sonny Gray, give me Johnny Lasagna. It's because these guys can't pitch and they're still pitching in the month of September in meaningful games. So we have a multi run lead game one against the Baltimore Orioles. CC comes out there, he pitches a good game. And then we have to throw out our, our high-leverage guys, even in games where we don't want to, because these lower end of the bullpen guys, they just can't pitch. Although, don't pretend that you trust Robertson in the playoffs or or any time. I, I don't – honestly – I trust I him. I trust D-Rob. He comes in. I trust him. I don't even trust him a little bit. I, I trust him. I trust D-Rob so much. I, I – I, he, he has the most hittable stuff ever. But he is Houdini. He gets out of those situations left and right like no tomorrow. I don't know. Every time I see his highlights, it's like him getting lit up. He doesn't have the great stuff, but but he's able to get get out every time. I think game two of this series, the Yankees really showed kind of in a way, they really showed their hand in terms of how they want to manage manage the bullpen. Because they went even though D-Rob didn't pitch game two. They went green. They went Chapman. Even though I would say flip Chapman and Britton in game two. Because basically the wild card game last year, the Yankees had a plan of who they wanted to go to, right? I think that was kind of like set in stone of Chad Green is the Swiss Army knife. D-Rob, they made him a Swiss Army knife. And what I think is significant about that is that D-Rob, he's going to come back to that Swiss Army knife role. They've been trying to work him a little bit. They've been trying to put him in some different situations, whether it be early in games, late in games, but they've been really trying to work D-Rob to the later, earlier innings in the game, and it's been working. We know Chad Green is going to come in fifth, sixth inning, but I think Batances and Britton are so kind of comfortable in their late inning roles right now. D-Rob is going to be that important piece that we need to possibly go multi-innings or come in early in games. Here's my question to you guys. Do you guys trust Chapman in late innings? I personally don't. I don't either. I how, think you have to go Dellen and Brent in the end. You how to. can you not? How can you not after the year that Chapman's had? I don't care about the year. Honestly, I don't trust Brent either. I mean, I trust Brent. I trust Batances. 
Wait. I chose Brent. I chose Zach. I chose the ground ball special. Wait. Did you ask? Do you not trust Chapman in later ball games? Now, right now, I don't. Well, why? Coming not, off an injury, or yeah. no? That's the only reason why coming off injury. Didn't he pitch? Didn't he pitch like a one-two-three inning the other day when he yeah, came in? Dunk this for other game. So yeah, now it's important that you know Chapman still has he the consistency. Yeah, he still has the time to get it back together. Right. He still has the reps to you know, especially against Boston, which. I feel like I always get – I never get nervous when Chapman comes in with any other team besides Boston. So he's going to have a three-game series in Fenway, and I think that's going to be a big test for him. He's the closer. So I think that's a that's a silly question. But I want to really go back to that conversation that we had, Episode 7 against the Marlins, and I kind of put this question out there of – and here we are. This question is now as relevant as ever. Can there be a switch that can be flipped? We don't have to go out there and win every game. That's been the approach. Every, that's been the approach for the entire year. Now, guess what? Postseason baseball. We got to get home field advantage. We got to get the team hot. We got to get the team rolling. We're seeing that now. That switch is in the process of trying to be flipped. Where I think the team has said yes, it's it's go time. But is this the product that we're seeing on the field? Is can it? Can they do it? And nope. I think we're still we're still asking ourselves this question even though it really should have been answered by now. I, I, I've been saying that for the last two months or so. I just, I'm just i not feeling it from the team. I don't know. So they obviously think that they can just flip it once it comes time for the wild card game. Yeah, you can't, ju- you can't just... F- Momentums carry you into the playoffs. You see it in every sport. You, the, 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 the best teams always win. It's always the team that's hottest that comes in the playoffs. <clears throat> I, um... I believe that you cannot flip just a magical switch, right, to get hot. I believe momentum has to be built up leading up to the game. And that's how I think you get hot, not by just simply flipping a switch. Now, Brett, you were you were a big advocate for – I remember that episode because I listened back to it. You were a big advocate that you can just flip a switch and that this Yankees team specifically can do it. Do you think yeah. that's changed at all? Yeah, it does not change even remotely. Wow. I still I firmly believe that. Done. I firmly believe that. I mean, I don't know. Just this. Are just, you watching the same thing that I am? I just. I you don't. look at the talent in. I don't care about the talent. I don't. I, it, no, the talent did not mean anything to me. It really doesn't. Come October, the match is better. I mean,. The Yankees match up against most starting pitchers. Honestly, they do. They match up well. And it just oh, comes the, matchup, the, they have, the power they have. Home runs tend to translate into the postseason. I mean, if it's at home, to me, that just works again. I mean, just this is, it, 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 the Yankees have intangibles that, that, will, that will play well to me in the postseason. The only thing they have to do is play good, sound defensive baseball. I think that's the thing they gotta they gotta be the most is huh. good defensively. What when was the last time you guys seen a Yankees team play the sound defensive baseball this year? Hmm. How many teams at all play good defensive baseball? Honestly, the I Boston think Red Sox, the part, the Astros, and a few. There are a few, but not many. 
Again, the Boston Red Sox, the Houston Astros. Okay, can do I need to say? Do I need the Oakland Athletics? I need to say more. Yeah, Zach. Br Zach Britton needed a. Uh, Zach Britton needed seven outs to uh to win yeah. a game against the, the Red Sox. Don't get me wrong here. I think those two teams are better than you guys. I agree. But that doesn't doesn't mean that I that I'm just gonna sit here and say the Yankees couldn't just come out of nowhere. They're not. They're not just gonna come out of nowhere. They're not. Well, it won't be out of nowhere, but it, to you guys, it'll be out of nowhere. No, no. <laughs> to be come out of nowhere for what? To win a game, or are you saying no, to, to flip a switch? So yeah, to go on a run. Mm. I mean, you, you you got the lineup that wears down opposing starting pitchers. I mean, it's it's there. But Brett, you mentioned the fact that what I do like from this Yankee lineup, and I was critical of them. I'm pretty sure I was critical of them on the podcast. Doing the little things right, and that's seeing pitches, having good quality at bats, getting that starting pitcher's pitch count up. They did that well in the Boston series. They did that very well in the Boston series. They had some quality at bats in the Boston series. Um, Rodriguez against the pitcher that they typically were not very good against. I thought that they hit him pretty well. They had some good at bats against him. And again, you know, it's the difference between Yankee Stadium and Fenway Park. I just think it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different. Uh, atmosphere when you're in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Whole different mentality that this that this Yankee team has when they're when they're in when they're in the Bronx. I've been saying that this is an even better team no matter who you put out there during the playoffs when they're at home. I've been saying that. Yeah. But overall with this with this whole bullpen managing, it, it really does suck because especially as somebody, you know, not just like a fan who watches every night and you know, invest their time. But a as a fan who invests a lot of money, like uh, there are a lot of Yankee fans that invest a lot of money. And I think I talked about this in the Miami episode too, where, you know, I went to, tw I went to about 20 games this Yankee season. And I would have, if I was home and if I wasn't a transplanted Yankee fan in Washington, DC, I would have invested more money in postseason tickets. I probably would have went to the wildcard game and I probably would have put out $250 to go to a wildcard game. You know, the fact that, you know, this most of this Yankee season was you. You went to a ballpark, and the fact that you saw AJ Cole, Sonny Gray, uh, Chase and Shreve, the fact that you would see these guys enter into a ball game where the Yankees were winning by maybe three or four runs into the seventh inning, that wouldn't surprise you. And then they gave up the lead. That's bad. Like that's bad as a fan who spends that much money, who is a partial regular season ticket holder. That's bad. That's that's bad optics. That's a bad look. But they obviously have a long-term goal, and it's a wait-and-see game. It's a wait-and-see game, and obviously until that wild card game, if they win the wild card game, they're obviously right. And, they, and the whole rest mentality of conservative, we don't have to go out there and win every game. If they win the wild card game, then they're right. And then guess what? In a five-game series, anything can happen. And we saw that last year. If they lose the wild card game, they are so wrong, and they should be so embarrassed, and there should be a total take, strip out the script, throw away, write a new movie. Write a new – that like that would be so – imagine. But I don't even want to imagine it. I don't even want to imagine that. No. <laughs> No, we gotta we gotta imagine on winning, not not losing. Hot take, hot take. Think about winning, not losing. 
But obviously, I mean, it's still it still stands that it is just a wait and see. It is just a wait and see game. That if they do get beat in a best of five series against arguably the best team in baseball against Boston Red Sox, if they get beat, then guess what? They get beat. But if they lose this wild card game, that's such bad optics that the fact that they were so conservative and so lackadaisical almost this entire season with their approach, lineup and bullpen managing. All right, we're going we're gonna to talk about Didi because we forgot to talk about Didi earlier on. So we're going to do that. Didi Gregorius, we heard a couple days ago, he wasn't in the lineup Sunday, so that was so that was interesting. Okay, so he so he scored the winning run Saturday night. He was not in the lineup Sunday. We didn't know why. Went under an MRI on his right hand. Turns out he tore cartilage on his wrist on the slide home Saturday night, and at the time, yesterday, which is Sunday. Aaron Boone was unsure if he would return for the season. Scratch all that. Or, or not, not scratch all that. Everybody, particularly Boca and Renato, what were you feeling once you heard that Didi Gregorius was probably most likely done for the season? I I, I, I was pissed. I, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, we had Judge her. He's back. And now Didi's her? Like, like he, Didi's a, a clubhouse leader. Okay. Losing Didi means season over for me, my my opinion. Yeah, at least for the at least for the young guys, like Aaron Judge is like the clubhouse wide leader, but for those young guys like Glaber and Duhar. And Duhar, Didi's the guy that they look to yeah. as like he's like one of the boys. He's yeah. like one of the boys. So Boker, how were you feeling yesterday? He's uh he's the captain of the infield. Um and I feel like especially Glaber and Andujar, they look up to him because they play, you know, 15, 20 feet away from each other uh, practically every night in every game. So when I heard that Didi might be done for the year, I, I kind of threw my arms up and I was like, what the hell? You know, what can this possibly happen to this team right now when so much has gone bad or not the right way during the regular season and now this happens right as we're a week away from playoff baseball? You know, I don't I, know I was, what it proves. You want to know what it proves? Uh, not the slide head first. Well, yes. Oh, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> don't even get me started on that. Why anybody in the world is sliding head first into any base, I will never understand. Mike Trapp, the best play, best baseball player in the world, misses, misses a, more than a month last year because he did it. And threw away an MVP season. Threw it away. Glaber Torres last year, Scranton slides headfirst into home plate. Doesn't know how to slide. Needs Tommy John surgery on his non-throwing arm, so he ruined an opportunity for himself to possibly come up to the majors last year. Didi Gregorius almost ruins his season this year, sliding headfirst into home plate. I don't understand why people do it. Anyway, update: Didi Gregorius Sunday. We were like, oh, he's out for the season, and like. Our stomachs dropped like to the bottom of our bodies. Like where we were like, oh, it was such a terrible feeling. Today, different news. Cortisone shot. And Didi Gregorius said that his wrist got caught under him in the slide. It didn't bother him until Sunday morning. The MRI showed a small tear. He said that he has a high level of optimism that he can return this year. 
Didi Gregorius, quote, I couldn't I would not want to sit out and watch that wild card game. Didi Gregorius says that he is encouraged by the way his wrist feels. He believes that he will be able to return before the conclusion of the season. So that's big news. Optimistic. That that's that's good news. That, that is that's big news and good news. You know, it 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 kind of remind uh I want to say it reminds me, but it's a t- a little similar to I feel like with Aroldis Chapman. I mean, Aroldis Chapman didn't have the torn cartilage in anything, but um, Boone was optimistic that he would come back this year. Uh, he got the cortisone shot just like Didi did, and you know he came back. But no, but Boone, that's not much. That's not much different. Boone was not optimistic yesterday. Like, no, he I, was not at all. Nobody was. No. But, so that's it's a little different. It's a little different there. It's, but, yeah, um, it is a little different. Renato, thoughts on Didi Gregorius' injury? I mean, I'm I'm happy with the update. I'm hope I'm hoping that once he comes back before the season ends, that he is on at least close to hundred percent, can swing the bat efficiently, play some defense, and just be you know as close to the, the DD that we know as possible. I don't know if he's going to be back for the wild card game. I'm getting this feeling. I'm getting this inkling that he will not be playing in the wild card. In this, in this inkling, Justin, I am. You don't think he'll play? Especially, do we know who Oakland's going to throw out as their starter? Is it going to be like Sean Manaya? No, it's going to be Fires. It's going to be that guy that Stanton that Stanton hit in he's the face. He's the best pitcher. Of course, it's going to be him. I wanted to be him. And he's a righty. Yeah. All right. So scratch. So scratch my my lefty lineup. Um, they're really not going to throw Manaya, and he threw he threw like a, a no hitter this year. What do you think, Brett? Brett J. Yeah, Brett. Brett's very knowledgeable on Major League Baseball, non-Yankees. Okay, issues. so hold on a sec. Ask the question again. Who's the wild card starter for the Oakland Athletics? Manaya or Michael French Fries? I like Manaya. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've, I've always liked him for the A's. I don't know a whole lot about them, but every I, time I, 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 I just think that they got five, so particularly those those wild card game really to. And also, I don't think you're smart if you throw a lefty to this Yankee lineup. Like that's not that's not a that's not a smart thing to do. So you have Manaya and you have Michael French fries. Michael French fries. So I get so there's a feeling that's in me that's saying that Didi will not be back for the Wild Card game. So that kind of that kind of brings me to my next to my next kind of topic of conversation. I want to talk about Wild Card lineups. I know it's early. I know anything can happen within the next seven days. Who knows? Knock on. I'm knocking on my head. Knock on wood. There could be another injury. But I want to talk lineups, and I usually hate talking lineups. But we're gonna talk it's, lineups. It's too exciting not to talk about it. So, I made my Yankees wild card day lineup going up against a lefty, presumably Sean Maniah, and Yankee lineup going against Michael French Fries, who is a righty. So, which one would you like to hear first, Renato? I would like to hear the the, the lefty. The lefty? All right, then you think of yours. You probably already have yours in your head. I think so, too. Aaron Hicks leads off against Sean Manaya playing Wait, center field. Time out, time out. Leads off. Leads off, yes. I, I disagree. Well, you'll you'll see the dichotomy that I have in both of my lineups. Aaron Judge, right field, second. Andrew McCutcheon, left field, batting third. Giancarlo Stanton, fourth, batting DH. Whoa, that made no sense. Giancarlo Stanton, DH, batting fourth. 
Lucas Voigt, first base, five hole, Andujar, six, Gary, seven, catcher, Hechevarria, lefty on the mound, eighth, shortstop, Glaber Torres, nine hole. I like it. I like you like it? it? I like it. Let's see, let's see the righty. All right, righty lineup. Andrew McCutcheon, left field, leading off. Aaron Judge, right field. Aaron Hicks, third. Stanton, Voigt, Andujar, third base. Gary, catcher. Neil Walker, second base. Glaber Torres, shortstop. And that's my that's my righty lineup. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So you you, you so you put Walker in there. I put Walker in there against the righty, so he can bat on the left side. I put him at second think, base. You don't think D is gonna come, huh? I I'm preparing. I'm preparing in my brain right now. Worst case scenario. In my brain, I'm preparing to live without him for the wild card game and try to win that game. So, do you have your lineup? Okay, so if, if there were, I think to me, my love would be very similar lefty and righty. I just think, I think right now we have the, the best nine available. Okay, I'm okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Didi is in this game because I I just if Didi's at least fifty percent, I I don't see him missing this game. So I'm gonna include Didi in my my lineup. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. All right, so Bernardo, what are you doing now against the Lefty? No, you can go for it. Go for it. Go for it. No, no, no. I, I got to hear you first. I just got back. I got more food. Bernardo could go first, and I'm going to write, find the piece of paper so I can write this. Piece of paper. <laughs> we're, going, we're going old school here tonight. Bro, I, I can't just think. I'm going to, like, screw myself up. I'm, go, I'm go trying to eat, school. listen to you guys, watch the game, and write this at the same time. It, it's not going to work. I'm telling well, that, you. That's what I'm doing right now, actually. Uh, well, you know what, Renata? You can multitask, okay? I can't, okay? I'm the teacher. I have to. That's my, yeah, my... I, see, you, ha- you have a skill that I need to invest in. Um, okay, so I got C- McCutcheon, Judge, Hicks. This is against Lefties, okay? Stanton, Didi, Bank Fifth, Andujar, Luke Voigt, Sanchez, and Glibber. Batting length. I get to righties. It's going to be the same thing. I'm going to go Kutch, Judge, Perditi this time. Third. Stanton, Hicks. I'll just flip Didi and, and, uh, and Hicks. Andohar, Void. And the same thing. Andohar, Void, Sanchez, and Torres. Not too much changes both on either side. I think these are your best nine guys. Regardless, you're going to have to play. And you're a big believer that Didi will be back for the wildcard game. I do believe he's gonna be back, but just in case, we could flip flop Didi with with Walker. Put Glaber at uh, but, put Glaber at short. Walker yeah, at Glaber second. short and Walker at second, right? Got it. Michael Bokra. All right, we're gonna wait for Michael Bokra. Well, let me finish chewing. <laughs> Damn. So can I start? I already got my my choice. Well, I gotta do my lineup. We can, we can win the lineup. The lineup's no, 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 no. We have to go in order. We've been waiting 10 minutes for Michael Boker. Boker, let's go. Are we up? Jeez, shoot. All right. So, my wild card lineup simply goes like this. Against the lefty, we got Jack leading off. Uh, McCutcheon leading off. Jack. He's playing left field. At number two, we got Judge playing right field. Stanton, batting third, DH. What? What? Yeah. Okay, continue. Continue. 
All right, now this is going to come as a little bit of a shocker. I got Voight batting fourth <laughs> at first base. He's oh cleaning up, man. He's been swinging the bat pretty damn well lately. Oh my god, no pipes on the mic. He has over he has over a 1.0 OPS, which is MVP numbers. Okay. On the season, not just like when he's gotten to the Yankees. This is including when he was terrible. But he was in Triple A for most of the season. No, I'm talking about his major league numbers this season. Limited sample size, but this includes the period of time where he sucked. And he has an OPS over no, one. Had him clean up in the wild card game just because of the limited sample size. Hey, but I like putting Stanton in the three hole against the lefty. Continue, Boker. Who's in your five hole? Five. I got Didi playing shortstop. All right, so you have Didi playing. I have Didi playing. Yes, sir. Uh, sixth, I have Gary. I have Gary catching. Yeah, I, I can't with this lineup. Oh my god. Seven. Gary Sanchez is trash. Why would you want him heading any higher than that? Stop it, Brett Wiley. Seven. Seven. Andujar playing third. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's too low. Oh, my God. Comes as Who, a shot. I'm waiting I'm waiting for this one guy. I hope you didn't forget him. Who's in your eight hole? Eight hole. Aaron Hicks. Oh, Jesus. That's Oh, my God. Center. Center field. And nine, Glaber Torres. Okay, I'm throwing Boca's lineup out the window with the trash. Yeah, that's not a that's a that's an MLB the show lineup. Worst lineup other events. That's an MLB the show lineup. That's not a that's not a Yankees Aaron Boone lineup. You win the win. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's his lineup. Yeah, it's my. This is my lineup. If I was the manager, this is my lineup. I mean, I mean, I created this in like five minutes. So I mean, it probably needs a little bit more work done. But these are my players. These are the positions that they're playing. The number in order, we can maybe switch one or two up. All right, I got Hicks batting in the eighth hole just so we can have a strong at bat against the bottom of the order. That, that that's what I got. Okay. So, okay. Right. So, wait, so you want to limit your at bats of Hicks just to make this bottom of the lineup stronger? <coughs> yeah, sure. Uh, whatever. Whatever. I'm, I'm, done. I'm done arguing this right now. Justin, go ahead, please. Don't worry. Don't I'm worry. Done. Wait, wait, wait. We got a better lineup against the righty. Oh, my God. We got more eyes. Oh, mm -hmm. Don't worry. All right. So, batting first, Aaron Hicks playing center field. Okay. All right. And you agree? Everybody agree? All right. You go. You go. All right. Two, Judge. Okay. Continue. All right. Yeah, you agree? Uh, third, I had Stanton. DH. <laughs> How is Stanton? Right. Okay, yeah, here we go again. Fourth, I have Didi. What? Okay, continue. Okay. Sixth, I have Andujar. What about fifth? It was very. Very... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> attention. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, oh. three, four, five, six, you seven, count. eight. You lost count. Oh, fuck. Damn it, see what happens when you guys do this shit to me? <laughs> he lost count. <laughs> no, I didn't even include a number five batter. I got one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I'm missing man. someone. Hold on. Hicks, Judge, Stanton. Ah, there we go. Jack, that's who I'm missing. Jack, that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Let me start over with the righties. All right, so. No, don't st don't start over. Just five five through nine hole. 
All right, batting fifth, I have Anduhar. Ball clap. All right. Batting sixth, I have Jack McCutcheon. I call him Jack. Okay. Seventh, I have Luke Voigt. Batting eighth, I got Neil Walker. When it's right, wait, 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 against a righty, against a righty. What what position is he playing? He's playing second. Are you telling me? Wait, you telling me Torres on the bench? No, I didn't give you my ninth guy. Ninth is Torres. You also included Didi in the lineup. Yeah, wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> scratch my righties out. Scratch my righties out. After all that, after all that, I told you, you guys can't. I can't multitask. See, this is what happens. It's been ten minutes. It's been ten minutes. Look, I got this luscious. You have to leave this whole podcast, okay? I'm keeping. I'm keeping part. I'm keeping part of it up because it's funny. When Boker, when Boker miscounted, that was funny. So I'm leaving that up. But um, yeah. All right. So uh, since Boker doesn't know how to count and Boker doesn't know how to do things in the span of ten minutes, we're going five. to move on. We're five going minutes. to we're going to move on to wild card starting pitchers. Who are they, Renato? We'll start with you because you are very adamant about your decision. I mean, I was the last like three weeks or so. I was between half. And Tanaka. And before this, I was leaning Tanaka with the way he's been consistent, right? With the way he's been performing. But in those these last couple of weeks, I'm seeing why the Yankees got J.A.F. That guy has, has, has been a beast on the Yankees. I don't know how the exact stats in front of me. Bad podcast, you might mean. But I'm pretty sure it happens like Six and zero, oh, six and let's one. Let's just let's just put it this way: when Jay Happ had a five inning outing with only one earned run, that was best. that was considered a bad start by Jay Happ with this time at the Yankees. I, I mean, he's been the workhorse of the Yankees. He, he, I think he's been just as good as when the Brewers got CC Sabathia. I mean, granted, yes, I know CC Sabathia pitched really well. You know, three in, three days rest. You know, he was great. Probably the best acquisition anyone will ever have at a trade deadline. But Jay Happ. For what we've given up and what we've gotten out of him has been tremendous. I mean, I did not expect Hap to provide these numbers. I really didn't. And I think he earns this, this wild card spot. He, I, no no offense to Tanaka. Tanaka's still my guy. But I think this is Jay Hap Central right here. Jay Hap. Aaron Boone on Jay Hap. I think a lot of people have read too much into how Hap is set up right now. Hap is very much in the picture as a possibility for us. And one of those good choices, and obviously mentioning the wild card day starter. But how it lines up right now isn't by design or anything. So today was pretty much the first time that I actually heard that the Yankees are considering three guys for the wild card game. And, and, and I'm gonna argue this. You could I could pick either half or Tanaka at this point. But if you tell me, if anyone argues with me that Severino deserves a wild card stop, it's over for me. I'm I'm, guess what? I'm going I'm going off for that. And guess what? <laughs> Luis Severino. After this Boston Red Sox game, and if he shows me one more start, Luis Severino is my starter for the wild card game. I am back on the train. And I, I'm going to ban you. I'm going to kick you out of the podcast. You're going to kick me out of my own podcast. Oh, oh, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Before we get we'll get something else. It is high. It is, it far. is far. It, it is gone. Andrew McCutcheon. Jack. Jack, my boy.
So oh, we're recording. Man. So we're recording this podcast during the Monday night uh, Tampa Bay Rays game. I'm surprised that ball didn't hit a speaker. So then it was caught by Matt Duffy, and then the inning would probably be over. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep going. Anyway, Luis Severino is my wild card game starter as of right now. Wow! Wow! If he I, shows I, me I, one more, I, one I, more. I, I, I don't think we could be friends, Justin. I really did. I don't think we could be friends anymore. Renato, Dude. Renato, bro. <laughs> the the. Stuff that I saw against Boston. It's one start. It's, almost so it's one start. But guess what? If he shows me another start, then he's my start. If he doesn't show me that he can pitch well again, if he doesn't give me another six-inning, so, seven-inning game, then Tanaka's my guy again. So you tell me right now, you trust Luis Severino over Jay Happen and Tanaka? No. Okay, then why? You have to start the pitcher you are most confident in to win the game. Okay. I know Sugun is erased, but a status goes out the window. It's what is pitching the best and gives you the best chance to win. And Who gives you the best chance of pitching four or five solid innings? Huh? Who gives you the best chance of pitching four or five solid innings? Hap. Yeah. No question. I agree with you or not. I would go Hap, personally. And I was originally going to say Seve, but to make things interesting, I'm going to go with Se- uh, I'm going to go with uh, Tanaka. That's Tanaka is going to be my wild card day starter, just because he's been so consistent. Uh, he's been so consistent, and his uh, his stuff is uh, there. Um, been given quality quality starts, so he's my um, he's my wild card starter. I think the Yankees have been basically structuring the last quarter of this season to try and get Severino right. They've been throwing him out there on innings where he's had 90 plus pitches, which is kind of, I mean, which kind of goes against the lackadaisical conservative approach. They've been trying to do everything in their power to give this guy enough confidence to bounce back and try to get back into the ace form. And we saw it against Boston. Against the best lineup in baseball in Yankee Stadium, we saw it. We saw seven solid innings out of Luis Severino, and we not only saw solid innings. I feel like we just saw the guy that we have been accustomed to watch as an ace, where it was kind of like, you know, boring, dominant, bully Severino. We haven't seen that, and I think we finally did see a glimpse of it. If he can show it to me again in this Tampa Bay race series, which – you can argue that the Tampa Bay Rays game, which was right after the All-Star break, that was the first game that kind of everything went wrong. If he can throw and play catch with Gary Sanchez for another six, seven innings in Tampa Bay where everything has gone wrong for the Yankees this year and he could show it to me there, I'm down. Luis Severino will start the wild card game and he will be on pace to have the five days of rest if he does start one of these games in the four in the four game stretch against Tampa because then there'll be three games in Boston, and then we'll have the wild card game. He'll be on pace to have enough rest and for that game to be his start. I mean, it really is just going to all depend on how the Yankees play the Tampa Bay Rays series, because today they have a bullpen game, so no starters pitching. I know for a fact that Sonny Gray is going to be starting one of these games. So however they choose to work the rotation within these next couple days, that's going to depend on who starts wild card game, and that's kind of like a no-shit-shirtlock kind of statement. 
there's part of me that does think that the Yankees already haven't decided on who they're going to pitch the wild card game, even though they are saying it's a three-man race. Do we do we agree with that? Wait, say that, repeat that again. There's part of me that thinks that the Yankees already haven't decided of who oh, they want uh, to pitch no, the wild card I, game. Yeah, no, no. The, knowing the analytics guys, they definitely have some. Correct. They, I, I, and I'm going to say, based on what I've been hearing, I think it's Severino. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I mean, gonna, especially, I, especially with seeing like Chapman came out and pitched the seventh inning. That like his one of his first games back. Like, come on, that's that's an that's an analytical planned move. And analytics, you know, and and the fact that you're fighting for home field advantage of the playoffs, you just choose to have a bullpen day. Like, you know, these these are planned things that they've been in the books for a long time. And so I guarantee you, they already have it decided who's going to start the wild card game. Yeah, I I think they have it in mind that Sevy's pitching. Yeah. All right, so anybody have any last words to say as we wrap up? I think we touched uh... – I got, I got some last words. All right, yeah. Go. Well, I looked up half statistics, okay, as a Yankee. You want to hear his stats? Let's hear it at uh, his his numbers as a Yankee. Six and zero with a 2.33 year. Need I say more? How many no. starts? In 10 starts. 10 starts. How many innings pitched? Uh, 57. That's a solid, that's a solid, a little bit over five, five innings a game. I mean, he's been good. He's been the saving. He honestly, without him, this rotation is lost. I mean, I think this team is lost without him and Voight and Andujar and whoever thought, who in the world thought that these three, that Lucas Voight, Miguel Andujar and Jay Happ would be the Yankees saving graces. On the season, nobody. <laughs> who, who thought? Go I figure. Did. I did. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you, you knew. Look, like it was me on this team. You knew. Jay, I, I, I had a feeling in the back of my mind that say, you know what, we're gonna make a trade for this guy named Luke Voigt, and you know what, he's gonna be the savior. <laughs> I had it in the back of my mind. Don't talk wrong. So, I mean, we'll see how the Yankees approach it. I think that they already have it decided. Um, if Sevy now, if Sevy goes out there and doesn't pitch well, and again, like I said earlier in the episode, this is just a what if. This is a big what if, but there's a lot of what ifs, and it's important to talk about. And it's a, but it's at the same time, it's so exciting to see what actually is going to happen. So, we'll probably have another episode before the wild card game, where maybe we'll do like an end of the season kind of recap kind of thing. We'll give out our season awards, our MVP. Or whatever, whatever. We'll think of some fun names for some awards and stuff like that. If you have any ideas for like fun names and awards, hit me up on Twitter at jpenix74. Let me know. Um, but yeah. So, any final thoughts from anybody else? Go Yankees. Brett. May the best team win. <laughs> Thanks, Brett. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. They fell. Oh go Giants, God. go Giants, go Giants. And keep on bleeding blue.